Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turtle, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We're here to talk about this past week in professional wrestling, which means we're talking about evolution. The main roster is doing some stuff that I guess is building the Survivor Series. And there's no more Mayo Classics, so we're going to talk about NXT. Not a whole lot to talk about. There's not, no, there's no big show happening this week, but I'm Owen, and normally we're streaming this live, but we, this is another week where we are not in the studio, so this is a pre-recorded episode, so there's no chat, so you can't send in your comments, but you can still tweet us at the heel turn. How's everyone doing? Happy Halloween! If you can't tell by my spoopy voice, uh, I have a bit of a cold because last week was international travel time for me as I traveled over to London to watch the Philadelphia Eagles successfully win a football game at Wembley Stadium. And also, I got a cold. But I'm back in the States now, back in Eastern Time. I, I got to watch some of Evolution while it was on European time, and that's not fun. Don't recommend that. I don't understand how they do, do that, like, all the time. Because I fell asleep halfway through, and uh, when I got back to the States, I watched the rest of it. So, yeah. Uh, Shout-outs to all the, all the listeners out in the UK who watch wrestling. Uh, that's crazy. The wrestling starts at like 10, 11 o'clock. That's like out of control. And then, of course, you know, you have a full day ahead of, your, ahead of that. And then since it's a Sunday, you work the next day. It's just not feasible. So shout outs to them. Um, as you can tell with the voice, it's not going to be a long episode this week. It's also why I'm not... You know, in my makeshift studio, setting up a camera to look at my disgusting face. So, sorry folks, you can't see that. But next week, hope hopefully we'll be back at our normal time, in our normal studio, on our normal live stream. Hopefully I sound way better then. I'll make sure of it, don't worry. But the good news is that... Uh, the show will be back to the 9 p.m. time slot because the Mayo Classic's over. So our Wednesdays will ju- just involve me watching NXT, taking notes, and then jumping on the air after that. Uh, Halloween is today. so And if you couldn't tell by SmackDown, it was Halloween. And uh, due to sickness, you know, didn't really go out, do much today. Um, because of the travel, didn't really get the pull together costume. We've been trying to, you know, get not sick. And so far, it's not working out great. So, oh, well, I did get to, uh, go to a Halloween party over the weekend over in London, which, uh, shout out to my friend Craig over in London. He was a great host for that night. And also, shout-outs to Philadelphia, because uh, a bunch of Philadelphians threw together a 
party at an Irish bar, and we pretty much partied the night away there. So, yeah. A little mix of London, a little mix of Philadelphia, it was a good combination. You're, you're alright, London. You're not Philly, but you're not bad. That's enough for the, the rambling. Let's uh, let's just jump into the uh, the wrestling news. Uh, two big news stories this week. Well, what I didn't write down. So I, I hold on. I'm gonna add a third story because I just thought of something. There. But, so we'll start with that one. Um, Ty Dillinger, coming back off of injury, uh, challenged Shinsuke Nakamura to a U.S. title match on Monday night. And on Twitter, Paige granted it to him that this week on SmackDown he would get it. And then he got hurt again at the house show on Monday. Whoopsies. His hand got messed up. It's going to require surgery. So Ty's back out. That guy can't get a break, Kenny. I've, from what I've told, it, been told, it's not a storyline thing. He actually just has that bad of luck. So hope you feel better, Ty. That that's real, real shame that that happened. Real unfortunate timing. Uh, so we have. John Cena and Daniel Bryan are now officially off of Crown Jewel. Uh, the Crown Jewel is some show that's happening Friday. This new section is about, about as much as we're going to talk about it. Because when it comes to builds and all that, no, no thanks. Don't need that. I'm good. So, Yeah. Uh, how they wrote them off on TV this week is that uh, John Cena, they just said, hey, you didn't qualify for the World Cup, so we're going to put a, uh, Bobby Lashley in because reasons. And I guess that works. Not really that satisfying of an excuse. John Cena hasn't come out and said anything publicly, so... Not sure what's going on there. Daniel Bryan, at least, they handled that one much better. Uh, he was scheduled to fight for the WWE Championship against AJ Styles. They instead bumped the match up to Tuesday on SmackDown. In an excellent match that went three segments. And Daniel Bryan ended up tapping out to the calf crusher. But immediately after the match, Samoa Joe attacked both men and... We got our replacement match of AJ Styles versus Mojo at the Crown Jewel. So, uh, you know, I give big credit to Cena and Brian for, you know, standing up to this stuff and getting themselves out of the show. But I can't really fault the other people for participating because, you know, it's their job. They're doing their job. Maybe some of them didn't really have a choice in the matter. They don't have as much pull as Cena and Brian. So I'm not going to, you know, give them shit for it. And um, 
as if the show on Friday wasn't bad enough. <sighs> Apparently, there's a host for Crown Jewel. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheets uh, reported it first, and it's going to be Hulk Hogan. Yep. Of course, the the guy who got fired for the racist tirades is going to the intolerant country to host the show that shouldn't be happening. Poetic, really. This was first reported by uh, Hogan appearing on the WWE's event page as being included as appearing on the show. Then they removed it. And then suddenly we got this news. He actually is on the show and he's hosting it. So great, wonderful, stupendous. Can't wait to not watch this show. And you may go, hey, you already paid your money. You may as well watch it. No, I'm good. I, I I don't need this. We're not going to be covering it on the website, so what's the point of watching even more wrestling? I'm sure Twitter will tell me all I need to know. So, yep, that's, uh, that is it. And then we're moving on to the next uh, big thing to happen, and that is Evolution. The, the all-women's pay-per-view that happened on Sunday that I watched half of live and then fell asleep because European time is crazy. But yeah, I'm pulling up the results now because, hey, I'm sick. Putting together notes for the show is not so easy when you're not feeling 100%. So I'm going to pull up the results and talk to you about this show. I'm trying, trying to pull right, right. So, uh, yeah, we had the uh, the kickoff panel with the uh, the women, but oddly enough, during this and not aired on TV, we in fact did have a UK a NXT UK Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai that only the crowd got to see, and Rhea Ripley retained it, of course, but. I I would have liked to seen that match. I know canonically that belt doesn't exist yet, but I'd I'd like to see that match. Hopefully they taped it and we'll air it later. So yeah, then we get into the actual start of the show. Oh really, I'm I'm trying to f- pull up the uh the results, and they're not mentioning uh, the two women that performed that that Evolution song to kick off the show, which was awesome. So yeah, they also they had that, and then the first match was Trish Stratus and Lita against Mickey James and Alicia Fox, and uh, the reason that they did this match first is that apparently the first half hour of the pay-per-view was streaming on Twitter for free. So, to have this and the introductions for the next match 
be the teaser to get people to subscribe to the network. And I get smart bringing the nostalgia. And uh, if you didn't know, Alexa Bliss was unable to compete on this show because of injuries from Ronda Rousey still nagging. So Alexa Bliss was not cleared. Alicia Fox took her place. I did like that they all had an Alice in Wonderland kind of get up together with the the rabbit, the the queen of the Red Queen, and uh, of course Alexa being Alice. Traditionally, or just you know, Trish and Lita. This was a surprisingly decent match out of these two. Trish was actually not that terrible in the ring after being away for so long. Lita, you know, she was surprisingly well done there. So, but yeah, um, match was uh, good, and uh, Mickey James and Alicia Fox took the loss. The 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 old school women picked up the win as usual. But nothing, nothing too exciting. A nice way to kick off the show. After that, we had a women's battle royal with twenty women for a shot at the at a future title match, I guess. Which is weird because you had a bunch of uh, part uh, women who are not actually actively on the roster in it. They're just there for fun and to fill spots. And you didn't know, you didn't expect them to win, but uh, you know some some of the standouts of this were Ivory, who uh, got pretty deep into the match, Michelle McCool, still looking great as usual. Um, uh, Kelly Kelly wasn't much. Molly Holly didn't really do much in it. Alunda Alunda Blaze was fine. But you know, this wasn't that that great of a uh, this wasn't as great of a match. But uh, Nijax, the the large the largest competitor in the match, picked up the win. You know, not not much to really say to this one. It was fine. It's hard to hard to compare this when you had. A great women's Royal Rumble earlier in the year, and you had that all-in battle royal a couple months ago, or I guess it was one month ago. At this point, yeah. Then we had the uh, the May Young Classic finals between Tony Storm and Io Shirai, and uh, you could tell that the crowd was not that into either of these two because they didn't really know who they were. And also, uh, while I mentioned the crowd, I, I should talk about the production value of this pay-per-view because we didn't have the normal set. You know, it was a unique-looking set. No video floor. Uh, we had regular guardrails around the ring, and uh, the crowd was not lit, so you couldn't see how big the crowd was. It was very weird. Very strange, but it gave it a unique look at least. 
Uh, these two put on a hell of a match for about 10 minutes. Uh, you know, who, you know, was injured last year and could not compete in the man classic, uh, with, with like neck injuries, took some crazy, like, slams under her neck, like that suplex onto the apron. You shouldn't, shouldn't do that. Don't, don't do that. What, what the hell? But yeah, um, EO kicked out of the uh, Storm Zero at one point. Uh, Tony countered her uh, her move of the top rope and then hit another Storm Zero and picked up the win, as I had predicted before. So congratulations, Tony Storm. You know this was a star making moment for her. I could see her becoming a big star, not just in NXT UK, but possibly moved up to the main roster at some point. Then we had a six-woman tag match between uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad, the Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. And uh, this match was okay, too. Like, I'm not really crazy about the storyline with everyone in here, especially Sasha and Bailey continuing to be friends. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the cool spot was Natalia hitting a uh, a double sharpshooter, but forgetting that Liv Morgan was the uh, eligible person. Whoopsies. So, got close. My squad got the advantage in hot and quick tags a lot in this match. A little bit too long for my taste. But uh, the finish was nice with Sasha Banks hitting the frog splash in honor of Eddie Guerrero and picking up the win. So, good guys win. Still nothing teased with Sasha and Bailey, so I don't know what... I guess they're dropping that again. Then... We had the uh, the first of the three championship matches with uh, the NXT women's title on the line with Kyrie Sane defending against Shayna Baszler. This was their best match so far, and the story was brilliant. Kyrie, you know, firing up, trying to be tough, but Shayna just being a monster and ripping her apart. At one point, the fight got to the outside, and Kyrie threw Shayna Baszler into the crowd, where a bunch of the uh, NXT women were watching on, and totally wiped them out. As Kyrie got Shayna back over the uh, the barricade, it was her her four horsewomen friends. Uh, hold on, their names. I know this. Uh, Justin Duke and uh, Marina Shafir uh, got in- got involved. Uh, you know, attacked when the ref wasn't looking, caused distractions. Nice kick to uh, Shirai's head, or not Shirai? Excuse me, uh, Sane's head. Set up the uh, the Kirafuda clutch. Passed out from it instead of tapping out. And 
the winner and new and first ever two time actually women's champion, uh, Shannon Baszler. So impressive there. Then we got the match of the night and possibly my. F- I I don't know. I really like that Sasha Bailey match, but this is pretty high up there as well. A last woman standing match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte. This was brutal. Great match here. These two just beat each other with kendo sticks and chairs. There's a pile of chairs. A ladder was involved. Tables were involved. Like, these women went all out. Like, pretty much did what the men could do even better in some aspects. I love this. The uh, the figure eight through the ladder was one of the craziest looking things. Becky putting uh, putting uh, Charlotte through the tape through the announce table off the ladder, and then burying her under a bunch of stuff only for it to not work was good. Wasn't it crazy about her running away after that? But, yeah. Uh, then, of course, it ended with uh, Becky Lynch powerbombing Charlotte from the ring through the table on the floor. Good not get the answer 10. Great match. Congratulations, Becky. Retaining, she's, she's still the man. And then we got the main event, the Raw Women's title, Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella, the... I, I don't know what to say about this. It wasn't... It wasn't... No one expected it to be good. It wasn't good. The Bellas got the advantage at some point. Ronda broke out. Of course she did. And then... She just beat the shit out of her for realsies. And uh, Burke Armin won the match. Whatever. But uh, the positive news is that uh, coming out of this on the TV, we're going to get the typical Survivor Series stuff of the brand versus brand. And uh, Ronda Rousey is going to fight Becky Lynch. And I really, really hope Becky Lynch somehow wins, even though she won't. I'll be rooting hard for it, though. That was Evolution. Uh, the There's some parts that were okay. But, you know, fun. Like, some of the stuff I'm like, eh, it was okay. Like, compared to the main, the men's main roster stuff, it was, like, above average. Except for the, the main event. This show is, you know, definitely worth checking out. Match of the night, obviously. The last woman standing match. I give this uh, a, a thumb up and a thumb in the middle. Excellent show worth your time. I'm glad I I'm glad I went back and watched all of it. There were a bunch of uh, segments throughout the show for like women's empowerment and stuff, and kind of felt weird considering the show that they're putting on Friday. But you know, well, that's uh, something I didn't mention in the news is that. Uh, Another crown jewel thing is that Renee Young is apparently going to be calling the show, despite the fact there's not supposed to be any women. 
I, I don't know how they're going to handle that. Is she going to be fully covered up? Is she going to be, like, backstage calling it? Like, remotely? I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out. I guess I'll you know, keep an eye on things on Friday to find out how that goes. Because considering how they had to put out an apology for, you know, women in their wrestling gear appearing for a brief second on the screen... Yeah, it's gross. That's that's that. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about instead of the main roster stuff because hey, they're promoting the pay per view that we don't want to talk about. Aside from the Survivor Series thing of everyone, hey, the champions versus the champions and the the men and women's teams happening. Um. Yeah, uh, the House Hardy Halloween special happened on the network. And if you haven't seen this, you should do yourself a favor and watch it because this was the best Hardy's thing in the WWE so far. Because it felt like it was completely hands-off from upper WWE management. They just let the Hardys and Borash and everyone... Just have full control and put on their type of show. The production felt just like the uh, the Impact stuff. The scribe was back. They visited the zoo with all the animals. Vanguard 1 had a fun romance-type thing. Senior Benjamin was there. The Godfather. Boogeyman. It was just full of fun references to wrestling past stuff that, that with the WWE connection they could actually like get the real deal stuff of and it was it's fun it looks like it's going to be a part of a continuing series I don't want to spoil it too much but yeah watch that the best part is the smoking Joe bit where he gets invited to the ball I'm not going to tell you what happens it's great Matt played off what happened perfectly <laughs> Yeah, definitely check out the Hardy Halloween special. A A plus. And now, as you can tell, again sickness taking over. Uh, we're gonna jump on over to NXT that happened and give you the full recap of this week's episode. So the, the first thing I noticed is that uh, Vic Joseph is filling in for Morrow, and that made me sad because Morrow is the voice of NXT, and, and they mentioned he's going to be back at War Games. So we, we're going to have Vic Joseph up until the pay-per-view, which is only a couple weeks away to be fair, but still. Uh, the first match was Nikki Cross against... Mercedes Martinez, who recently was competing in the Mayon Classic, so looks like she might be sticking around NXT for a bit. So, the weird thing is that because of the Nikki Cross connection with the whole Alistair Black situation, they were focusing on Johnny and Black instead of what was going on in the ring. Which made it hard to care about what was happening in the ring. It was a solid outing for Martinez, but it was mostly a match to heat up Cross. But 
at one point, Nikki's nose got all busted open, and I didn't see how it happened. And there was blood all over her face, and oh boy, that was looked real bad. And after that, um, Martinez started getting a lot of momentum, which had me worried of, oh shit, she might actually win this match. But then Cross is like, nah, forget that. Gonna hit you with the purge and pick up the win. So, the winner, Nikki Cross. After the match, uh, Candice Wright comes down to the ring. She's got black lipstick on. And uh, she's having a conversation with Nikki, trying to get her to, you know, tell her she's ruining lies, what she's doing. And Nikki just laughs and rolls out of the ring and leaves. Except that Alistair Black stops her before she could exit. But then she just kind of leaves the other way. So Black goes down to the ring to Gandis. They start talking without microphones, so you can't hear what they're saying. And Nigel has to translate that he was asking where Johnny is, and Candace said that he, he's not here tonight. That was a weird opening segment, but foreshadowing for later, I guess. Then we return to a rivalry from about a month ago of the Street Profits and the Mighty. Then the Mighty apparently still have the cup and the chain because they cheated to win last time. So they get to keep it. I really liked that at the beginning of the match. The crowd did the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie chant, but they said the Mighty, Mighty, Mighty. And then the answer was Sucks, Sucks, Sucks. It was pretty good. Good, good, good heel chant for the crowd. This was a uh, a fun, fast-paced match. Uh, one of the cool spots of this was that uh, they had Montez Ford up on the top rope, and one of the mighty had him up for a, a suplex, a superplex, and the other member of the mighty had that the the other guy in. A powerbomb position, so it was a sit-down powerbomb suplex combo, and it looked sick, but also looked like it hurt his partner, but perhaps it was worth it for the extra impact on Montez. Um, however, this was, Angelo Dawkins came in to break up the pin, the Three Profits won with uh, Ford Moving through the air with a frog splash, where he had to reposition himself to get into the right spot. Still nailed it perfectly. Picked up the win, and the Street Profits got their chains and cut back and celebrated in the crowd. This was a this was a fun, excellent match. After that, William Regal is being interviewed outside of his office, and he breaks the news that. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa are going to have the NXT Championship match at TakeOver War Games. Aleister Black shows up, starts asking about Johnny some more. Regal's like, no, he's not here. Didn't you listen to Candice? You'll get him at TakeOver War Games. So that's two matches announced. We go to commercial, and uh, when we come back, Lars Sullivan is outside like trashing things. Like yelling, 
and the interviewee tries to get a hold of him and figure out why he's doing it. And it's because he wants that title shot, and if he has to destroy Dream and take his spot at War Games, then so be it. So I think they're starting to allude to it may become a multi-man match. After that, we have the NXT debut of Matt Riddle as he took on Luke Menzies. Uh, This is some Matt Riddle, ask Matt Riddle. He's got the shorts. He's got the flip-flops. He's the, the king of bros. This is This is Matt Riddle. And uh, he's still got his MMA heavily influenced movesets with lots of takedowns and Matt wrestling. And uh, he and uh, Menzies is pretty decent in the ring with some good power moves, but he could not handle Matt Riddle, of course. And uh, he won with a crazy abdominal stretch type submission. Yeah, Matt Riddle is the real deal. Good start for him. Can't wait for him to have to fight Cassius Ono. What a what a waste that'll be. After that, we have Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch taking on Raul Mendoza and Her- Humberto Carrillo. These two have paired up before. And uh, originally, I thought this was going to be a showcase match for uh, Player 1 and Player 2, but... Yo, Mendoza and Grillo have some great high-flying moves, and they were getting the crowd way behind them for it. Like, the double suicide dives, the jumps off off the top rope. Like, hell, even Mendoza got a hot tag. Like, I was starting to think that that this was them being the faces of this match, and this was going to be theirs. But, player one and player two uh, bounced back. Uh... Got the pin after their kind of double team work DDT move. And yeah, crowd's still chanting 1 2 for them. So, crowd still behind Lurkin and Birch. But I would keep an eye on Mendoza and Carrillo because these two seem to be pretty, pretty entertaining. And then. The main event was supposed to be uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish taking on the War Raiders. And we got a, you know, a typical Undisputed Era promo in their weird scaffolding room. Where they're talking shit about the War Raiders and about, hey, we should be getting ready for our match. We're always ready. Ha ha ha. Except the War Raiders were even more ready as they bursted in. And just started a brawl. And it spilled outside to this weird, like, eating area with tables and stuff. And uh, that's when the Unspeed Era got the advantage with a bunch of trash cans until Ricochet showed up to try to even the odds a bit. And from there, in the match, the, the fight, the brawl spilled. Back at the arena, into the ringside area, and again, the Undisputed Era got the advantage because of the numbers, and that's when Pete Dunne showed up with a chair, started wrecking the shit out of every of everyone, including poor Adam Cole's hand, 
And uh, they cleared out the heels, baby faces in the ring, and Regal was not happy. Regal stormed out and said that this is not how this fight's going to end. Instead, these eight men are going to battle it out in a War Games match at TakeOver War Games. So we got a traditional 4-on-4 War Games match with the... uh, you know, the match beyond and all that happening. That's exciting. I wonder if the cage is going to have a roof this time. So they can, there can't be esca- possible escapes. But yeah, that's, uh, that was NXT. Lots of fast but excellent build-up to NXT TakeOver War Games, which is in a couple weeks. And yeah... I wish I could go to that show. But unfortunately, too much travel. And I'm sick. And I can't really do it. Hence the, the short length of the show. Which I apologize for. Yeah, if I rambled on a bit, apologies. Sickness sucks. Doing the show, lo- the, the show solo while sick. Not the easiest thing in the world. So I appreciate y'all hanging in here with me. And uh, that's it for Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. And uh, program programming updates for the site. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, on last Friday we put out the uh, the latest premium podcast for New Japan and, of course, some Crown... Uh, the Crown Jewel talk and the Roman Reigns discussions with our pal Trace back when I was not sick. So you can uh, check that out if you're a 9.99 tier subscriber over at Patreon.cool. And of course, you know there's other there's lower tiers with other benefits, and every every little bit helps support the site. It's not easy to run all this stuff on your own. So I'm grateful to Trace for helping me with the premium podcast, and I'm thankful to all of you for uh, subscribing and uh, you know showing your support and helping us keep running this thing. Uh, again, there will be no coverage of Crown Jewel on the website for obvious reasons. If there's any news that comes out of it, I'm sure I will be discussing it on the show next week, where I'll hopefully be better. And we're back to our normally laid out show, which would be live streamed. Is it normally is live stream over twitch.tv slash ozone online? If you want to check us out on social media, uh, Facebook, search for prowrestling.cool or facebook.com slash pwdotc. That pwdotc also works on Twitter. Along with at the heel turn, where we eventually, when we have more staff, we'll hopefully get that at the heel turn tweeting live during wrestling shows. But low staff at the moment. Apologies. Um, aside from that, you know, check out the website, you know, cool. Got good stuff on there. Despite the sickness, we'll be getting the stats stuff all caught up and up to date now that I'm back in the U.S. So look out for that. 
If you want to follow me on Twitter personally, I am at the underscore ozone. So, yep, that's that's it for the show. Apologies again for the shorter show because of the sickness and the you know the whole not being live. Bear with me. It's that time of year. It's not the easiest. Hope you all you all are feeling better or good or you know don't get sick. Eat that eat that Halloween candy that you stole from your children because you're you're a monster. Oh, it'll rot their teeth. Yeah, okay. You just want it for yourself. You don't give a shit about your own teeth. You enjoy that uh, that Reese cup. The Reese cup is always the the best candy. Don't at me on that. Don't don't say candy corn. Don't don't be a monster and say candy corn. Come on. You can listen to that episode of the uh, Takes Bakery that just recently came out with with our pal Oscar over at ZoneCast.com. That's a uh, he's a candy corn aficionado. He I I don't get it. But yeah, back next week. Hopefully normal time. Hopefully normal streaming. Hopefully normal studio. Hopefully normal voice. And hopefully nothing out of the normal happens in that Crown Jewel show on Friday. Fingers crossed. Maybe maybe, maybe things will be okay. Because Survivor Series is coming up. That's, that's fun. You know, brand supremacy stuff where it's I don't have a person who likes Raw, or pretends to like Raw to fight me. Back next week. Bye, everyone. Podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.